My name is Carl Carafel, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. Episode 274 coming at you here, and this week I've entitled this One-Armed Man in an Ass-Kicking Contest, because by God, that's what we saw. We definitely saw a one-armed man in an ass-kicking contest at WWE's premier live event, Hell in a Cell. So things are a little bit screwy for me here today. My second monitor is not working, so I'm having to deal with just one monitor, which absolutely sucks, and I need to figure out how to fix this. But I'm going to do my best to get through this here. So as most of you know, Cody Rhodes took on Seth Rollins once again, third match at WWE's Hell in a Cell. Well, we come to find out that Cody has a torn pectoral muscle. Okay. So there's been a lot of adulation for Cody right now. And yes, kind of granted, while a lot of other athletes in other sports would take a powder, wrestlers generally fight through. Such is the case here with Cody. And I know as well that one of my friends, I think I've got it here. Let me grab the old phone, and I'm pretty sure that I screenshot it here. My good friend Danny Duggan with Canadian Wrestling's Elite. So I want to read out what he wrote here on his social media accounts. He writes, the response of horror from people about Cody Rhodes wrestling with a torn peck has been fun to see. Of course he is. He's a real professional wrestler. It's what you do. I did the same with a torn pec and torn bicep for 21 nights straight, immediately following my injury, and didn't think twice about it. If you can get in the ring, you can get it done. Respect to Cody. So that's what Danny writes. Because, yes, Danny has gone through it. He has. Uh, I was at those uh, that at least the show that was here locally. I was at that show. And my God, just as you saw with Cody, that bruise that was on him was insane. Astrid popping in here. How you doing? You guys make sure you check out this awesome double feature that's coming up tonight at 10 o'clock, starting with NXT. T-E-A, where they're going to spill the tea on NXT and probably do some talk about this NXT premiere live event that happened this weekend as well, followed by NXT Power Outs, where they're going to be talking about this uh, always ready pay-per-view as well over there. So you're not going to want to miss that. Thank you for popping in here, Astrid. Astrid, if you're still in here, what are your thoughts on Cody? his torn pectoral muscle, and actually getting in the ring and working. Because there's a lot of different polarizing views surrounding it, and I want to get everyone's view. So if you're listening to this afterwards, whether in podcast form or watching it over on Turnbuckle Studios, first off, I thank you. And second, 
leave me a comment letting me know your thoughts on this as well. Now, Seth Rollins actually suffered a little bit of an injury as well. He got a pretty good gash to his arm. Um, which, I mean, okay, I mean, it's not as bad as the torn pec, but still, an injury is an injury. This matchup here turned into a Texas bull rope match. That's right. It turned into a Texas bull rope match as well. And I mean, little nods to to daddy, to Dusty there. Um, I totally get it. And it was really cool to see that. I actually enjoyed it. Astrid saying that was tough to watch, but props to him for wanting to continue with the scheduled match. So now I personally would not have faulted Cody Rhodes at all had he said, I need to get this taken care of. Yeah, that's right. I said that. Why did I say that? Well, how much more injury did he sustain? Is this something that he could have maybe been back in, you know, eight weeks and now it's going to take more like 15 weeks for him to come back from this because of the use of that shoulder, that arm and that pectoral region. Was the payoff worth it is one of the big things that I've been reading on social media. Was the payoff worth it? Astrid says, I wouldn't have been upset if he missed it, though, because his well-being is on the line. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Like, like, that's exactly where I'm coming from as well with that. I wouldn't have been upset if he did that, if he had said, I can't because of an injury. I totally get it. I do. There are so many different polarizing views on it that are happening right now. Um, I've even got another one here. He says, if the payoff uh, would have been greater then this person would have been praising it. But there wasn't even anything on the line in the match. I mean, gutsy performance, yes. But now he screwed himself for half a year. Now they're stuck paying him to do nothing, plus helping him with his medical expenses. It's really turned into a lose-lose situation. So I I fully agree with that as well. I think it has, at this point, turned into a lose-lose situation because... Cody's now going to be gone for this long and you're paying him to sit at home for what I'm suspecting is going to be longer than it should have been if they had maybe just done something different. They could have written anything that they wanted to storyline-wise to say Cody got injured, Cody can't be there. Um, which would have maybe made this a little bit more exciting come the time that these two finally get their third matchup. Now, coming right down to it as well, why didn't we have Seth Rollins win this? So we've already had Cody winning two of the bouts that they were in, and Cody won the third bout here with two crossroads and a sledgehammer to Seth Rollins' face. Astrid is saying six months he's going to be out for. Right? Six months that he's going to be sitting half a year, that he's going to be sitting at home. When if he maybe would have just stepped back and allowed story to build. 
we could have maybe gotten a better payout or payoff in the end. Astrid thought that Seth was going to win because of the injury. I did too, to be honest with you. I thought that Seth was going to be winning this because of Cody's injury. And that would have continued a good story as well, because now Cody isn't wasn't at 100%, and Seth beat him when he wasn't 100%. So now Cody has to go and rehabilitate to get himself to be 110% to come back to win over Seth Rollins. See, these simple little things really write themselves. And I wish that the WWE would have gone in that sort of route. As opposed to going this route, where now we've got Cody that has won three times over Seth Rollins. Which really doesn't do very much for Cody. And really doesn't do anything for Seth Rollins now either. Because now with Cody being gone, we don't have this feud. So now what's going to happen with Seth? Are we going to have Seth just sitting back on the shelf as well? Kind of making a little pop-up appearance every now and then. Just to keep his name relevant. Or are we going to put him into a new feud? But then where does that leave Cody? When Cody comes back. Unfortunately, as great as this matchup was, and I praise Cody for doing what he did. Don't get me wrong. A hundred percent. I do because he put on one hell of a show as I knew he would. This has really turned into a lose, lose situation for Cody, for Seth, for the conglomerate known as the WWE. And I think even for us, all of the fans, the ones that watch. Again, leave me your comments, what you thought of this. I have read a whole bunch of different stuff online from people. People have sent me their uh, their thoughts on it as well as I read. I read out one of those there. Um, if you want to read something really good about this whole matchup go to sports kita sports kita wrestling and look up the name ryan k bowman my good friend ryan actually wrote a really good article about cody and this matchup so go and check that out if you will for me uh, ryan is phenomenal at what he does and if i can promote him i want to make sure that i am promoting him as well so go and check that out sports kita wrestling just google sports keto wrestling it'll come up there for you so now there were some different spots that happened in this matchup as well that um not necessarily were too far but man did i feel it because i have been through those kendo sticks yes they they actually do hurt they do leave welts on you and again as great as this was, there really is no payoff for it. Seth Rollins reaching underneath the ring and grabbing that weight belt with the polka dots on it. And <laughs> coming to the ring wearing polka dots, just as Daddy Dusty Rhodes would have done. 
I don't know. Mind games, mind games are really good. And Seth Rollins is really good at doing those mind games. And it even continued on into the matchup here with this weight belt that had polka dots on it. And it read visionary on it, which if you don't know, now you do. That is kind of the little catchphrase uh, that Seth Rollins has been, you know, kind of using, kind of running with, you know, he's the visionary. He's Seth freaking Rollins. Those shots looked absolutely painful, and I know that they were because I have been in those situations. Yeah, even Astrid agreeing mind games from Rollins. I love it. I do too. It's it's fantastic what he was doing. It's it's great. I love those mind games that 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 get, get played. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I was always a huge fan of Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake the Snake Roberts is one of the masters at the mind games. So I've always been a little, a uh, little partial to that. Texas bull rope match. Again, another little homage to dusty playing in this and ultimately Cody Rhodes winning. So time will tell. We'll have to see. They say six months right now. We have seen before where, some athletes have been able to come back a little quicker. And I'm hoping that maybe that's the case here as well for Cody Rhodes. Now, the premier live event that happened, Helena Cell, was good. I'm not going to come out and say that it was the most fantastic that I have ever seen because, well, it wasn't. But it was good. I enjoyed it. The only match that I have not been able to see because my shoot job actually had me working for 7 a.m. on Monday morning, so I was not able to stay up for the entire thing, uh, was the United States Championship matchup, which I'm sure I'll go back and watch at some point, but I wanted to make sure that I did catch Cody and Seth. I have an issue with the conglomerate's production right now. Now, I don't know how many of you have really noticed or even care, but I have noticed this greatly, and I absolutely loathe how button-happy somebody in the truck is. Do we really need 16 different scene changes in the span of three seconds. No. No, we don't. Whoever is doing that or whoever has made the decision for that, please, please heed what people are saying. You continue to say that you listen to your audience. Your audience has been pretty vocal on social media about these scene changes. Most notoriously, they have been doing this when someone is inside of the ring, let's say, backed up into the corner, and we're going to start throwing some punches or we're going to throw some kicks. Well, they'll take a camera shot from here, they'll take a camera shot from here, and then they, they keep switching back and forth between the two of them. As a hit happens. So boom, 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 boom. Come on. 
We don't need that. But somebody seemed to be real button happy during this premiere live event. That's just a little grape I have. Other than that, everything else with the show seemed to be okay. And I was happy with it. You know what else makes me happy? <laughs> oh, this fantastic stuff right here. Support for Turnbuckle Talk as heard on Love Wrestling is brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world? Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Love Wrestling at manscaped.com. That's right, everybody. Manscaped.com. I absolutely love them. As soon as I get out of the shower, I have got that uh, ball toner ready. I've got the crop preserver on set and ready to go. The stuff is absolutely amazing. The trimmer itself is fantastic. I have never found a trimmer that works as well on my boys downstairs as this one has. Make sure you're going and checking out manscaped.com and use that promo code love wrestling to get yourself that 20% off and unreal free worldwide shipping. So it doesn't matter where you are listening to this right now, you can get free worldwide shipping. Not very many places in this planet offer that, but these guys do. So make sure you go and check that out. Noob, I am doing fantastic today. How are you doing? We just got finished talking about Cody and Seth and the premiere live event of Hell in a Cell. And I am now moving on to a couple more topics here. And this next topic that I want to I want to discuss with everyone here, and, and I hope that you join the discussion here as well, Noob, with this, is we're going to be talking Judgment Day. So we saw on Monday night, last night, we saw the Judgment Day get a new member of the team. How freaking cool is that to see this amazing group started by Edge, continuing to grow and get new members. Or so we thought. So we had Finn Balor come down, and Finn Balor really pretty much turned to heel and joined Judgment Day. After he joined Judgment Day, it turns out that there were nefarious reasons for that. And that reason was for 
Finn Balor to become the new leader. Leader of the Judgment Day. I'm glad that your phone caught this case of sexy because yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Pluggo coming in here. I absolutely love that guy. Thank you for hopping in here. We're talking Judgment Day right now. Um, yeah, noob, you're right. Um, in a literal sense, noob is saying, yeah, Finn Balor turned the tables on Edge literally. As the new Judgment Day, I hope that they continue with that name Judgment Day, though. Just continue with it. But as this new creation and faction with a new leader decided to take Edge and oust him from the leadership and from the entire group by power bombing him through tables. That seems to have been something that becomes old hat nowadays. All these table shots, putting people through tables. But the crowd absolutely loves it. It gets a good pop. But yeah, I don't know how I really feel about this right now. Sure, Finn Balor can can definitely be an amazing leader. We have seen Finn Balor as the leader of the Bullet Club, inspiration for Turnbuckle Talks logo, we have seen that happen for a while. We had Finn Balor as the leader of the Bullet Club. By the way, this Turnbuckle Talks shirt that you see can be found at carlcarafell.redbubble.com. I'll play you a commercial about that in a little bit, but if you want one of these sexy shirts... In a multitude of different colors. That's where you're going to go. CarlCarafell.redbubble.com Pluggo, I'm going to put this comment up here because this is exactly what I'm talking about. I fully agree with this. Pluggo is saying, I felt it was a quick turn as the group just got legs. It's very true. It did just get its legs. We just saw... The creation of this, we saw Damian Priest join in. And what, it was two, two, three weeks ago at the most that we saw Rhea Ripley join. And now it's seemingly dead. No, not dead. But the Edge era of the Judgment Day is dead. And I just don't get it. I don't get why they made this turn so quickly. And you know what, Astrid? That That's exactly where I was kind of going with this as well. Astrid says, I wonder if it's due to Edge's schedule because he takes weeks off in between feuds. I'm thinking that that's the probable reason for this change. Although I still don't like it. I still don't like it. Even if Edge... So it's... it's 
the Judgment Day faction, as it has been growing, has been fantastic, and people have been have been really enthralled with it and loving this right now. <laughs> yes, Astrid, you're right. Great minds do you think alike. Um, we don't necessarily need to see Judgment Day each and every week. We could see them twice a month, and people will still know who they are. And still be happy with the faction. We could see them only once a month. Although people may start to kind of want a little bit more. But during that time, that's when you're negotiating with Edge saying, listen. Listen, Linda, listen. What we're going to do is we're going to ensure that we fly you home fly you in for this appearance and fly you back out so that it's a one day thing for you. And that's it. Pluggo is saying that he would have loved to see Finn join in a power struggle with edge for a little bit. And I agree with that. I think that that would have been a fantastic way for them to go about things. And even that. Even that doesn't have to be something that is drawn out over months. That could have happened in one month's time. So again, you negotiate with Edge and say, we're going to keep you for an entire month. And during that month, we're going to have you in a power struggle type of situation with Finn Balor ultimately having the three members oust you. By doing exactly what they did on Monday night, it just would have been a little bit longer and having that little bit of a struggle. The use of social media, I think, should have been an amazing thing with this as well because they could have had even just... Okay, so it's going to sound terrible, okay? I get it. But they could have even had kind of like what the Young Bucks do. The Young Bucks have their own vlog that they put out content onto YouTube. So why could the could they not have done the same thing where they maybe have taken, you know, Finn Balor, who is secretly taping these happenings that are going on within the Judgment Day faction, putting them out onto the interwebs because, well, Edge is, is older Edge may not fully understand all the technology that's out there. So it's not like he's going to be checking YouTube every single day looking for content on Edge. And they could have had things work so nice that way. To be able to show a progression every three days, they could have had a new little video come out showing what's kind of going on leading up to in one month's time where they kind of present everything on raw and go look at the tron look up there at the titan tron and see the reason why and then they oust him wwe conglomerate elite if you are listening to this just hire me already like <laughs> that was just just simple simple easy could have been done 
And I'm sure Edge would have been perfectly fine with it. And then you tell Edge, we'll give you like three months. Go, go back home. Take three months. Like, it's cool, man. Don't worry about it. Give us this one month and we'll give you three. Astrid saying it seems seemed rushed. Yeah, it, uh, it definitely it did seem rushed. And not not only just the uh, uh, the downfall or the breakup of this this faction of Judgment Day itself, but it almost uh, um, seemed rushed. Even just the segment itself seemed uh, seemed rushed on on Monday Night Raw. Plug out coming in. Hire him, you cowards. Uh, I've said for years that, uh, you know, I, I, I'll write for WWE. All they got to do is get a hold of me. <laughs> they know how to get a hold of me. You just got to get a hold of me. I'll write for them. So, yeah. It'll be interesting to see, though, given how Finn Balor has been a leader of a faction before, how well things happen and go and progress now with him as the leader of this. Now that that kind of begs to question as well now other factions that are there, right? We kind of saw a little bit of a spark of something happening AJ Styles, Liv Morgan, right? So are are we maybe going to see that become a little bit bigger? And then we have a feud faction versus faction. I think would be really cool. And I think that it definitely could happen if done properly. It definitely could happen, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited as much as I hate that they have done this so quickly. And so, so, so soon, so suddenly it feels like I'm happy with this because I want to see what Finn Balor can do with another faction. Give me just a moment as I take a drink of my non-sponsored Dr. Pepper. So, leave me your thoughts, your comments down below in this video or on this podcast. However, wherever you are listening to it, it will come back to me. If for some reason it you feel as though it hasn't, well shoot me just a DM then over on my personal Twitter page at K Carafel. <laughs> Sponsor him, you coward, says Pluggo. And that's right, Dr. Pepper, it's about time. Come on, I've only been plugging you guys for years. Yeah. Speaking of plugging, the official Turnbuckle Studio shop is open. Official merchandise from all the favorite shows, plus merchandise you can only find here. Stuff from Turnbuckle Studios. Carl Carafel unboxes. The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. Miscellaneous products that you can only find here. Beats and Beatdowns. And Turnbuckle Talk. Find all this merchandise exclusively at carlcarafel.redbubble.com. That's right. As I said before, I would play that Schmexy commercial for you. There you go. There is a little commercial for my little shop out in the world of the interwebs, carlcarafel.redbubble.com. There are 
other products there as well. There are more designs that are there as well, not just the ones that you saw in that commercial. Or um, if you're looking for something different, I mean, it's there. So go and take a look at the site at least. Favorite it. Because you never know when I'm going to be putting out another product that you just might want. This is something that none of us wanted. This next topic. None of us wanted this. None of us wanted to hear about this, to know about this, to have this even happen. But we had an event that that, that, that went on in All Elite Wrestling. In AEW, we had this event that went on. Hashtag Canada needs AEW. That's right. Tony, if you're listening, <laughs> we need AEW up in Canada. Make it happen. But we had CM Punk defeating Hangman Adam Page for the AEW Heavyweight Championship. Only to find out just a few short days later that CM Punk is out of action. And we're going to get ourselves an interim champion that's going to be crowned at Forbidden Door. So now because my second screen isn't working, I have to kind of go over to this tab here. So I'm not going to be able to see the uh, the, the video that I'm watching here. And <laughs> bring AEW to Canada, you cowards. That's right, Plugo. Uh, so I'm not going to be able to see the comments just yet as I read through this. But AEW has come out with an official statement. Uh, AEW Interim World Championship Eliminator Series. So the multi-stage Eliminator Series will feature an exciting battle royal featuring many of the top contender or competitors in AEW, which will open the broadcast of AEW Dynamite live this Wednesday. So tomorrow, June 8th. Okay. The winner is going to advance to compete in the main event in the same night. So June the 8th, the winner of the Battle Royal is going to meet former world champion and number one ranked John Moxley in an Eliminator match in the main event of Dynamite, with the winner advancing to compete for the interim championship at Forbidden Door on June 26th. Meanwhile, on June 12th, at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Dominion event from the Osaka Joe Hall, highly decorated New Japan stars and longtime former rivals Hiroshi Tanahashi and Hiroki Goto are going to face off in, a, in an eliminator match for the interim championship uh, contendership. The winner is also going to advance to the Forbidden Door pay-per-view on June 26th. The winner of June 8th's match is going to face the winner of June 12th's match to crown the interim champion. So after AEW World Champion CM Punk is medically cleared to compete again, the winner of the interim will face CM Punk for a championship unification match. So now, exactly what 
and eliminator matches i i don't know um i think maybe they're just kind of meaning that um that it's like an elimination style so we're gonna have these competitors and they're you know they're eliminating each other all the way down to forbidden door plugo says that he's still crying about the uh, cm punk situation and uh yeah i mean it, it totally sucks it definitely does and I don't wish that on anybody. I really wish that uh, that things would have been or could have been different. But we're going to get some great matchups. Noob is saying it's a tournament. Yeah. It definitely is. I mean, that's, yeah, it's, it's a tournament. But they're calling it an eliminator tournament. And I don't know why they're really using that word eliminator tournament. Uh, they could have just said a tournament hearing the word eliminator in there kind of kind of made made me think that there was something special or different about these matches when in actuality there really isn't have huh has this happened before I want you tell me in the comments here, has this happened before? Have we had to go through a situation where there was a battle Royal and the, and the winner of the battle Royal faced in the same night. And that I'm having like a real deja vu moment here. I feel like this has happened before. Maybe not here, but somewhere I don't know I don't know I don't know that's really weird um yeah Astrid saying it's such a mess to crown an interim champion yeah it kind of is it definitely is I mean you could have even just had even just a battle royal I would have been fine with because if they're just going to be an interim champion we all know whoever wins this is only keeping it till CM Punk comes back we all know that don't slap me in the face okay we all know this so even if they had just done a battle royal made a a spectacle of it made as as big of a battle royal as they possibly could at forbidden door including new japan stars and aew stars all mixed together this would have actually opened up maybe for some future matches down the line as people would see this star from new japan and this star from aew kind of tussling a little bit and go i want more of that I don't know. It's just a really weird situation. And yeah, Astrid, you're right. It's it's a it's it's just a it's a freaking mess. It's a mess to crown this champion, this interim champion. Is it better than just taking the championship off of CM Punk? You see, I don't know because again, do we really know how long CM Punk is gonna be out for? We don't know, right? And I mean, it's such a WWE move 
for them just to strip them of the championship or or just have them relinquish the championship if they because they don't know how long it's going to be that they can't defend the championship. And I, I I get that, right? But maybe for over 50 years, the WWE has been doing some things right because they're still continued as a company today. That maybe if you take a little bit from what they're doing, I don't know. Maybe that should have happened. I don't know. It's tough. It definitely is really tough. I hope for nothing but the best for CM Punk. And I'm hoping that he uh, definitely uh, heals as quickly as he possibly can so that he can come back really quickly so that uh, so that we can see him back in the ring doing some of those amazing collar and elbow tie-ups. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Collar and Elbow is going through a, not rebranding, but a change-up in what they are doing, I have a whole bunch of collar and elbow merchandise that I absolutely love, including this hat that I'm wearing. They've changed a little bit of their clothing. So now they, they include kind of like uh, uh, the Bullet Club shirts, right? They have the uh, the logo on the on the, uh, the the sleeve of the arm. Collar and elbow is doing the same thing with their stuff. So they have product out there and they're continuing to add product all the time. I did see in uh, something from uh, my good friend Rod with collar and elbow saying that hats will be making a comeback should be this fall. But I want you guys to go and check out collar and elbow brand.com because we have a promo code for you. That promo code is J K podcast where you're going to save 10% off your entire purchase over there fantastic stuff over there i love al snow he is absolutely amazing and is so happy that he allowed this program to become the first color and elbow branded sponsored podcasts so thank you so much to al and the entire team over at color and elbow brand.com what's going on over here noob saying Give MJF the interim AEW title. Well, I was steering clear of MJF this week um, because I'm still kind of trying to figure things out. So for those of you that don't know, MJF got onto the stick, got onto, got into the ring and really threw down calling uh, Tony Khan an effing Mark, telling him just to fire him, saying that he isn't getting paid what he should because he's giving all his money to ex-WWE guys. 
it was a whole huge thing that happened. So now even to the point where, and I love this about it. Don't get me wrong. I love this. It's making everyone wonder, is this real or is this story? What is actually going on right now? Now, we do know that the parent companies of the networks that AEW is shown on has thrown down some stuff of their own and said, you need to remove MJF out of television, out of introductions like to the shows, any intros that happen, any promotional material that is out there, any vignettes, anything MJF needs to be out of them for the time being. AEW has even gone as far as removing all of the MJF merchandise as well as removing him off of the AEW's roster page on their website. There is so much going on with this right now that the lines are legitimately blurred. So I'm saving MJF for a little bit of another time so that I can cross all the T's, dot all the I's, and make sure that I have the proper information and not just Meltzer shit to tell you and to talk about. Getting things straight from the source is always the best way to do things. And that's where my final topic comes in today. So now I need to, I don't know why it isn't up here. I did have it. Did I send it to myself? Let me, (laughs) let me take a look here. Uh, This here is something that, uh, uh, you know what? I, I kind of, I kind of enjoy, I kind of like, I didn't even open the link, but here it is. I'm going to open the link right now. I am a fan of Disney. I have been to Disney several times. I absolutely love everything having to do with Disney, with the mouse, and with everything surrounding it. The genius, thank you for popping in here, my friend. Good to see you. Thank you so much. We're on the final topic for today, but feel free at twitch.tv slash loverestlingca to rewatch the program afterwards and then hit me up on my personal Twitter at kcarafel or over on at tbtalkpod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for discussions here. <laughs> Astrid says, LOL, my backyard. Just kidding. Um, I, I absolutely love Disney. Um, I, I have been to Disney World a couple of times, and I love it. The whole atmosphere, everything. One of my favorite places is, um, you know, Hollywood Studios, but as well, uh, Disney Springs or Downtown Disney, how whatever you call it. And the Earl of Sandwich is a fantastic freaking restaurant. I love it over there. Now, <laughs> Disney's Hollywood Studios has a restaurant there called. 
the Brown Derby, the Hollywood Brown Derby. I have not been there to eat, but I hear that it is absolutely fantastic. It's expensive, but it is absolutely worth it. So now you usually have a lot of celebrities that even visit this restaurant in Disney's Hollywood Studios. And the restaurant shows off new signatures every day from celebrities who have dined there, who have actually eaten there. And they've always been presented as authentic. Well, that is until now. <laughs> so. Oh, Astrid saying, I love the theme parks, so it's fitting that I live here. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I, lo I love those parks. I love all four of those parks. And uh, downtown Disney is absolutely fantastic. Uh, even even like uh, the Orlando Eye, that area is amazing as well. I've been in Madame Tussauds down there. And like, it's it's gorgeous. The, the whole area is absolutely beautiful. I love it. I know you might be asking yourself, I'm talking about Disney right now. How is this have anything to do with professional wrestling? Well, the Hollywood Brown Derby put out two different uh, signatures from their, their uh, guest book. One of them being from uh, Kristen uh, Vangness of Criminal Minds. And the other one being from... Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, apparently, the signature from Stone Cold says, Thanks for an amazing dinner, signed Stone Cold. Uh, and then World Heavyweight Champion. And it says 2-22-16. So it's dated back in 2016. We found out that this is fake. How did we find this out? Well, we found it out from Stone Cold Steve Austin himself as he on Twitter replied to this. I'm not going to say the name of this Twitter account because, nope, I'm not going to. But on that Twitter account, Steve Austin replied, yes, the verified account of Steve Austin, and all he wrote was fake SIG. So unfortunately, people, no matter what, <laughs> Astrid, oh, <laughs> right? Right? I was blown away. I was blown away. Now... I hope that this is only maybe at that restaurant at that one location, because if you've ever been to Disney's Hollywood studios before, you know that they have some amazing collectibles and amazing like movie things, movie props and movie costumes that they have on display in some of the different shops. And, and one of those that I was really, really floored by was two outfits from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. The Pink Ranger and the Yellow Ranger had the entire costume there. It's kind of making me wonder now, are those legitimate? Are those the actual? Because they're claiming that those are the ones that 
the actresses wore. So I really hope that it is just at this one location that this little uh, kerfuffle has happened, that this little issue has taken place and that it isn't actually throughout the entire house of mouse. That's all I've got for all of you today. Thank you so much for coming by and taking part in yet another episode of Turnbuckle Talk. I absolutely love you all. And remember, this world's a scary place. Take care of each other.